ladies and gentlemen. This is Josh with Beers, Brews, and Brews, and this week is a little different. Uh, I'm sure Tony's going to mention it, but we are recording separately. Uh, we just kind of want to take the time to record our own thoughts, and then we'll go ahead and mash those together once uh, once we both finish. Uh, you know, the reason for that is we're both busy gentlemen. Um, as you know, as stated in previous episodes, I am currently working on a second master's degree, which I uh, contemplate uh, pretty much every day. It's kicking my ass. I had a test, and I've got a research paper to do, and um, just really haven't had time to, to line things up, and and uh, I've been going back to campus as well. And I also apologize, uh, the sound on my microphone, you can hear my chair squeaking in the background, so I'll try not to move as much, but um, yeah, I've been going to campus and uh, working from there uh, twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, so it's kind of cool being back, but it's super, super weird. Um, and then, of course, just the normal busyness of, of working a nine-to-five job and 40-hour work week and school and, uh, you know, trying to enjoy life as well, you know, not trying to get caught up in things. And, of course, uh, things are crazy right now, as y'all know, um, just different things that are going on in the news. And uh, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today, just kind of our own thoughts of what's going on and kind of how we can address things and move forward with life. And you know what's going on as the Black Lives Matter movement, and uh, that was all caused by the killing of George Floyd. I had the opportunity to watch that video, and um, super, super sad, and hundred percent preventable, uh, which is kind of the unfortunate thing. Just that blatant disregard for human life. The man is screaming out, "I can't breathe." He's struggling. Um, and the officer knelt on him for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. And uh, that caused George to, to lose his life and sparked the outrage of what's kind of going on now with people protesting and, and going throughout different cities. All 50 states in the United States held some sort of protest. And uh, that just goes to show, you know, this is big. This is not something that we can take lightly. This is something that will be a continuous thing. And it's not going to be solved uh, anytime soon just because it all relates to the systemic injustices against minorities, specifically black people, Hispanics, Latinos. But at this time, we do want to focus on the Black Lives Matter. Um, just, uh, just unbelievable. Um, and for me, myself, um, as you all know, again, I stated in previous episodes, I am a supporter of law enforcement, but... This is not something they trained. This is not something that should have ever happened or gotten near to you. And just the past few weeks, taking the time to educate myself, to check out different resources, documentaries, speak with my black employees, speak about what's going on and just kind of creating conversation again, doing research and trying to get as much information as possible to see if I can help out and, and and impact change and and um it's tough it's tough because uh, me i'm half white half hispanic but if you look at me you can obviously tell that i'm a white dude um and so with that said never myself obviously have experienced you know white privilege but never the injustices that go against black people and so it's really hard to not take seriously, but to, to fully understand, to, to fully understand the severity 
of what's going on right now in our nation, in our society, and what's wrong with our culture is that this has gone on for far too long. This is um, nothing new where cops are killing innocent black men, black women. We saw, I believe it's Breonna Taylor, got her house kicked in and shot. And so it's definitely a very serious subject. And And with that said, again, just trying to take steps to educate myself. I've had some very legitimate, awesome, conducive conversations with my wife, Tiffany. And Tiffany's, you know, she's Latina. And um, I think she's more Mexican slash Hispanic. So she's got some Spanish roots there. Uh, but anyways, uh, she's she would tell me about her specific instances of experiencing racism herself as a, as a brown girl. As someone uh, living in the Brazos Valley, Bryan College Station area, there are predominantly white individuals here, especially because she works for Texas A&M University, and they're not the most diverse institution. And so with that said, being in a town in a city um, that is predominantly white, you do kind of experience that. And, and, and I've kind of seen it firsthand. Um, you know, we'll go into a restaurant and, uh, you know, you'll see all the white people looking at us and see the judgment eyes of being a, an interracial couple, uh, which we are very proud of and I love her dearly. And um, there's obviously more instances that occur. You know, for example, she'll go into Target or Ross and they'll have white white ladies staring at her and clutching their purses tighter to their bodies and holding it near to them because they think that Tiffany's going to steal from them or take their purse or whatever it may be, the ridiculousness with that. And so, not to diminish the Black Lives part, but I think racism in general is just a huge issue. And uh, if Tony and I were talking today, um, it's kind of a bummer because I feel like this discussion is something that we can go back and forth on, uh, kind of giving each other's opinions. But I would, I would like to ask him if he's experienced much racism. And I know he's from the Rio Grande Valley and predominantly there um, a good number of Hispanic individuals who live there. And uh, I'm just not sure what his personal experience is like with racism. Um, and I, for myself, from California, from Orange County, <laughs> predominantly white area, affluent area. Uh, not to say my parents are rich or have a boatload of money, but definitely didn't see the systemic racism or racism in general until I probably went off to college going to Eugene, Oregon, um, where I got to kind of open my eyes to all that. So in Eugene... Um, there's a pretty diverse group of individuals, and I feel like there's a lot of white people there. <laughs> One reason is because there's no summit there, so you're just running into a bunch of white people. Um, and it's just kind of that stereotypical that the only black students that were there were the athletes, right? Football players, basketball, track and field. Um, so that's a, an unfortunate stereotype, but, you know, just, just even realizing that is that there's some sort of injustice here and, and I don't think people have the same opportunities to um, get jobs to get education um, and that's again all kind of relates back to the, the injustices within our systems here um, so I get it so basically just trying to be empathetic to the situation and put myself in 
in their shoes and, and trying to relate. And again, educating yourself is really, really key on the situation. Um, but I do want to talk about the, the protests. And, um, you know, it's nice to see that. I, I don't mind people exercising their rights to protest and to speak their mind. I think that's absolutely valid and needed. Um, you know, that's how we we're founded as, as a, a nation, as a country. We're people who spoke up and... And if something wasn't right, we were going to do whatever it takes to change it. And I think that's what needs to be done. On the second part of that, I don't necessarily agree with the rioting or the looting. Now I understand that rioting is a byproduct of the protesting. Right? There's, it's, it's justifiable because there's so much anger and there's hate and... Um, we, we led people to this. We pushed them to the brink where there's a frustration and anger because this has gone on for far too long. But when, in my opinion at least, when the looting begins, I think then we're kind of taking away from the purpose. And, and the point of all this is that there's racism and there's injustices and there's inequality and there's inequity within our government, within our society, within every level of the economy and so i just don't think and again this i'm not saying this is everyone or specific group of people but when you're going into a, a nike store or a target store to going in and buying grabbing a pair of shoes and walking out what what is that doing you know what what is that helping who is that educating um in fact just causing more issues um and it's just, it, again, it's just taking, kind of taken away for it. But at the same time, I, I do understand the frustration, and I see that. And um, I think what happened is that people realized that, and they saw it, they're like, oh, crap. Like, you know, hey, settle down a little bit. These are the real protesters. The real protesters are on the front lines with signs and walking miles and standing outside in the heat and doing their best to try to make change, and I think that's what we need to focus on. Um, some things that you can utilize to educate yourselves. I know Netflix has been a big resource. Uh, my wife Tiffany and I just were able to watch uh, The 13th, I believe it's called, on Netflix. Um, and again, just good videos talking about our history and our past and how we used to treat black people and how the system was against them from day one. From day one. And um, it's just a con it's good to continue to reach out to people and to learn and to read books and to watch documentaries to help equip yourself to better educate yourself in, into creating change. And there's a situation here in Bryan College Station at Texas A&M. They have a statue of Sol Ross, and they call him Soli. And it's kind of interesting to see how the Aggie community, they're kind of split on it. You have um, kind of more of the old people, the old army as they call it, Individuals who want the statue, and if for those of you who don't know who Sol Ross is, uh, he's a very influential person in the establishment of Texas A&M. He also created Texas A&M or Prairie View A&M. Um, and so there's that argument of, you know, this guy stood for slavery and he stood for segregation, and I don't know a whole lot about him, so I'm not gonna delve into some specific details, but. There's, it's just basically a statue that is offending people. 
and it's kind of equivalent to Confederate statues where this individual stood for segregation and slavery and inequality and, and so on. So with that said, there was this big protest. We had protesters from both sides, people who want to keep solely around and people who want to remove it. And uh, it's hard because he's a man who, like, A&M literally wouldn't be around without him. And he's really important to the history. And at the same time, you know, people say, oh, I created Prairie View A&M. But he created Prairie View A&M so black people wouldn't attend Texas A&M. So that's super interesting. Um, and kind of, I guess, where this point is going to lead to is that I think that... And you can see it all across the news that people are wanting to take down Confederate statues to take and get rid of the Confederate flag, which I'm all for. I'm all about that. I think that's great. I think it's a good start. It's a good movement. Um, however, however, with these Confederate statues and or statues um, that kind of relate to that, like solely. I think there's an opportunity to put those in a museum. And people are going to get mad and upset about that. Um, and I'm not saying to put in a museum to remember them and honor them. But at some point, we need to remember the history. We need to remember what happened in our country and embrace the ugly parts of it. And embrace the hurt and embrace the pain so that we can learn and be better going forward in the future. And I think it's a right move to bring these things out of our visual site in big cities or campuses and put them in a specific location where people can learn and educate themselves and address what happened so that that shit can never happen again. And so I, I don't know how many people would agree with me on that, uh, but I think that's kind of a good step um, because I don't think we should eliminate history. I don't think it's something that we should overlook or overshadow or um, put baby gloves on to handle because we're too scared and upset to see what happened in the past because what happened in the past was horrible. I mean, it's not just the treatment of black people. It's <laughs> the whole Native American community, the Indians, excuse me. <clears throat> and look what we did. You know, we chased them. Chased them out of their land. We killed them. Mass murders. You know, even females. Like, we didn't treat females worth shit. They couldn't even vote some years ago. And so there's just a lot of different aspects of history that's ugly and it's brutal. But you have to recognize it through a lens and context of this is something I want to learn from. This is something I want to grow from. And I think that's essential in our education. And at the same time, too, um, you know, we can't get rid of our racist roots. We can't get rid of the injustices because it did happen. And I, I'm, I believe that you could find some sort of racist aspect about something or someone if you look hard enough, if you look deep enough, if you look far enough back. Um, you know, it's kind of equivalent to those who live in Germany, right? We all know World War II, Adolf Hitler. What about those who were related to Hitler? You know, like in 2020 today, if you were Hitler's, what, great-great-great-grandson or something like that? Like, just because he was your grandfather and he did just 
unthinkable, horrible, just unreasonable things doesn't mean you have that mindset or you embrace those ideas or ideologies. You want to grow from that. You want to learn from that so you don't do that or become anything remotely close to that. So it's important to learn and grow. Okay? Kind of switching subjects. Um, now I kind of want to focus on the law enforcement aspect. Right? And again, I, I told you all I'm, I'm an advocate for law enforcement and I have friends and family and different individuals I know that um, who've gone that route and serve. And in 2016, I also was able to coach in uh, the National Public Safety Football League for the Orange County Lawmen. And that was comprised of different individuals who were part of the law enforcement in Orange County, as well as firefighters and uh, individuals who worked for the federal government as well. Um, and so with that said, Doing more research and finding more information, there's a there's a lot of things that that police have gotten away with that they've done that is just blatant racism that are just horrific acts all across the board to men to women to blacks to brown people predominantly, and you can see that quote unquote white privilege. That, uh, that people get away with. And, you know, I'm not, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I've gotten away with, with stuff as well. For example, um, when I used to live down in South Texas, you know, my wife and I, would, uh, she lived in Harlingen. I'd go down to visit and we'd go, you gotta cross to the border checkpoint. And when it's me and myself, or even with me and Tiffany, and I'm the driver, they look at me, okay, right on through. But with Tiffany, <laughs> they freaking. Where are you going? What are you doing? Can you pop the trunk for me? How long were you like? How long are you gonna stay? When are you coming back? And um, you know, just a little shit like that. And so, with that said, it just has made me think. I don't think we're doing enough to train these men and women. I believe that law enforcement or cops. If you want to be a cop, I think you should get a bachelor's degree first. I think that should be very important. I'm not saying bachelor's degree or four-year education is the perfect solution for everything or for most things, but more education, I think, would help them, especially if they're majoring in subjects like criminal justice and psychology or you know anything to help them better understand who they're dealing with. Sociology, that's a great field as well. Studying how people work the mind, anything, anything to help equip them and also mature more too. When you're in college, you mature and you grow and you learn things to help prepare you for your place in your career, in the in the job world, the job field. So with that said, I think that should be a requirement is that they go get a four-year degree and they go into their academy. And of course, I think their academy is really extensive and it, it may vary for department and or state trooper level. Um, but I think there should also be a certain amount of hours that they complete shadowing to make sure that they are accurately prepared. You know, I was reading another article that showed how much 
um, training and how many hours that certain individuals in like the medical field or uh, I think the medical field is, is kind of a great example of that, how those doctors and nurses have to have what, two to 3,000 hours before they're even remotely ready to get into the field. Whereas cops, they have four or 500 hours and you know, they're good to go. They experienced it enough, they're, they're fine. But I think if you're able to kind of give them more insight in on the field training and hours that they have to complete, that could help or may help them. Um, and of course, you know, you gotta implement those uh, diversity and inclusion trainings and, you know, tactics of de-escalation and how to handle situations. And then there's the other aspect of it too is when do you use lethal force? When do you have to pull out your gun? When is it important? And to me, I always thought that taser or pepper spray, first go-to, you know, first go-to things, right? Easy, simple tactics to get someone down. Really, if you're struggling, like, I just feel like there's a lot of situations where you can take someone down without having to point a gun at them, threatening their lives. And, um, you know, this is all obviously from... <laughs> Not personal experience, and I'm sure if I had someone who's a cop, they could better explain things because I also understand their point of we're out in the field, you never know what's going to happen. You never know when it's going to be your last day. You never know if you pull someone over, if they're going to pull a gun on you. And so having to be high alert, having to be on your toes for however long your shift is, I believe probably what, 12 hours, I know 16 hours sometimes, when you're exhausted when you work long hours, when you work four or five days in a row, and again, you're on high alert, high stress, no wonder, no wonder they they make a lapse judgment and, you know, pull their gun out and threaten someone's life. And I'm not saying that's an excuse at all because I saw a quote by Chris Rock, being in law enforcement or I forgot what they're equating it to, but you can have a few bad apples and it spoils the bunch, but in law enforcement, you can't have any bad apples. You can't have any bad people. This has to be a job where individuals are selfless and they're going to serve you and put you first. And, and you know, I'll say 98% of the time, I don't even know, but the majority of the time, there's a lot of good people in law enforcement and we have to recognize that. It's not the whole group. But at the same time, damn, there can't be any bad ones. You're the heroes. You're the people on the front line. You can't fucking kneel in someone's throat until they die. Especially from a man who's not even doing a damn thing. There was no threat there. There was four of you unseen. Even if he was trying to do something, guess what? You already handcuffed him. He's already on the ground. You're telling me you can't fucking handle that situation? And so, folks, I know it I'm, I'm, feels like I'm going on a rant, but I just want to let you know that I, I think that there are some things that they can implement to, to kind of help them go forward here because there has to be some sort of solution. And that kind of relates to the next point I wanted to bring up was this whole, um, as a result of the protesting, especially in Seattle, this, this autonomous zone, where people have literally taken over downtown, the city council office, the capital, I mean, in Seattle, that's empty. The downtown police department, that's empty. 
they vacated, they vacated those buildings so people could fucking take over and be in this autonomous zone. Now, I'll agree and I'll admit, I don't know much. I haven't done too much research on it. But based on the outside looking in, it's fucking dumb. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are we doing here? What's the point? What is this going to prove? What is this going to change? And I have friends who live up in Seattle, and um, from those I've spoken to, they're all for it. And, and um, you know, they say that media is, is getting it all wrong, like it's fine, like people are okay, but it looks pretty fucking crazy to me. You got people just, it just mainly, it looks like a lot of homeless people who are in one area. And it's funny because they had a list of demands that they needed, you know, more food, more water, clothing, uh, autonomous zone. If we were to give that to you, then you would no longer be autonomous, right? You'd be no longer to be able to do stuff on your own and take care of yourselves. And I've seen the whole movement to defund the police. And again, from the outside looking in, um, defund you know it's just it's a scary negative word and and you see it and i got really emotional at first when i saw it. it's like oh these kids these people are fucking idiots what are you doing defund the police are you fucking kidding me that's a joke it's an absolute joke who we didn't call when it's late at night and someone's breaking your house and i know you people up in oregon aren't gonna have any guns to protect yourselves so who are you gonna call oh i'm gonna call the cop oh wait there's no one available. No one there. At the same time, um, I think there's a lot of clarification or the purpose of that movement. Defund doesn't actually need to take away all the funds. It just needs to reallocate some of the funds uh, because it looks like we're spending chingos of money on police departments. Millions of dollars into pensions, into salaries. And, and I agree that these men and women should be paid a lot of money. They're risking their lives every single day. They should be compensating accordingly. But then it's frustrating to see other sectors of our economy that suffer, like education. How come we can defund education, right? There's a lot of people who don't have free schooling or have access to funds to pay for school and teachers are grossly underpaid and don't have the resources they need and so we take monies away from education and put it somewhere else like law enforcement doesn't seem fair does it and so i'm with the fact of don't defund the police just maybe figure out another way to to highlight that um movement just the goal is to reallocate and making sure that these people are not getting the crazy amounts of money that um, the departments say they are. Now to kind of close this this out here, I kind of want to touch on two more things. Uh, kind of with all the protesting and the crazy things going on, we have Texas in, I believe, phase two or three of opening up the state and uh, various states kind of on the same plan as well. Like I said, getting back to normal. Uh, I'll be back on campus July 1st, you know, going full steam ahead five days a week. So with that said, with all these mass gatherings and people protesting, what the fuck happened to COVID-19? <laughs> Seems like it's not so significant anymore, right? Where the media is scaring us every single day with these new deaths and new cases and, you know, the lack of resources we have. But we're the, from the stats I've read, we're fine. Like, yes, there are an increase, like increasing number of cases every single day. 
uh, especially recently. Uh, we've been in the double digits every single day this past week. Um, but that is that due to new tests being available? Is that, uh, you know, we're not at the crisis point where hospital beds are overflowing. I think that there's a lot more people who can fight this virus off and who are asymptomatic than we think. And that's kind of the cause. Is, <laughs> it's just very interesting to see the insignificance of COVID-19 right now. You know, it's like, how are you going to tell us that we can or cannot move forward with opening stuff back up when obviously it just seems like another illness or sickness that people can get? Yes, obviously there's deathly implications to getting it, but keep the elderly, keep the um, those who are, um, I forgot the word for it, I'm blanking out, but those who are susceptible to diseases like that, keep them home, keep them safe, keep them locked up, but let everyone get back to work. Let's start opening things back up. Again, if you're sick, if you're ill, if you're, if you're one of those who are uh, predisposed to getting a sickness, keep them home, keep them safe, keep them locked up. But let's get the economy back going. Let's start making change within government. Let's start getting things rolling here. Uh, because it just seems like, uh, not necessarily a hoax, not necessarily a conspiracy theory, but um, just doesn't seem as potent or as scary as previously, and I'm not trying to be ignorant, I'm not trying to be uh, dumb, but uh, that's just kind of my observations throughout the news and different things going on. Uh, so with that said, you still want to practice social distancing, wash your damn hands, uh, stay in if you can, wear masks, be smart, because this shit's still out there, we still don't have a vaccine, we still don't have a cure, so it's important to take precaution and not be dumb um, I still wear masks um, in public places, and, and Tiffany and I, we wash our hands. We're still cognizant of that, and again, still giving people social distance, um, whether you're waiting in line at the grocery store. Just don't be dumb. Be smart. And to kind of end this this thing out here, and again, I have no idea what Tony has said on his segment, um, so I'm excited to hear what he talked about. And I promise y'all we'll get back to a normal podcasting where we'll be able to talk back and forth. But to round this all out, I just want to emphasize the importance of empathy, putting ourselves in others' shoes, trying to understand where they come from, educate yourselves, be slow to anger, be slow to speak, just listen. It's a time to listen. It's, in time, it's time to educate yourselves and, and see if there are any biases towards any groups. Um, and more importantly, uh, kind of as God says, Jesus says, you know, not to get all biblical or Christian or religious, but love your neighbor, man. Love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. Because if we do that, the, the world can be at a, a better place. It could be a better world. We need to love each other, no matter what. We need to lift each other up. We need to be a United States of America. And I just urge you all to take steps to be better people, and I'll do the same. You best believe I'm having a hard look on myself and my 
wife and my family and everything we stand for and everything we do. But with that said, love your neighbors, love others, be kind. I appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast or who listens to what we have to say. You're loved. You're important to us. We appreciate you. I hope you all enjoyed today's segment, today's podcast. Y'all stay awesome. Bye, everybody. What's going on, guys? This is Tony here from Beards, Bros, and Brews. For this episode or this week, we're trying something a little bit different here. Josh and I have uh, not been able to meet together uh, because of everything that's going on and everything life and everything else going on with us. So we thought we'd try something a little bit different for you guys. Um, Due to the state of the world and kind of the things that we're going to right now, we really felt that it was uh, necessary for the Beards, Bros, and Brews, the Triple B podcast to address some of the things that are currently going on in the nation and in the world uh, because we feel we owe it to our community and to our listeners. And so this is our two cents. And so this is our second installment of Deep Thoughts. Um, This is a series that we're going to start calling Blind Deep Thoughts. Um, Josh went in and recorded his piece. I'm coming in now to record my piece. I have no idea what he said. Uh, We wanted to address the things that are going on in the world right now. I have no idea what he felt. I have only my thoughts to go by. And I won't actually hear his version until I actually compile both of these together and create episode 5 for you guys, our listeners. So thank you all so much for rocking with us and being with us. If you've been waiting for episode 5 feverishly, um, working to get that to you guys as quickly as possible. And like I said, we we haven't really been able to coordinate um, a time and everything and, and carve out that time in our day. So this is this is our attempt to do that and everything now. So we will each record our thoughts and feelings. And mind you, this is our thoughts and feelings. If you disagree with us, feel free to open up to us and, and we'll reach out. We'll definitely talk about it. If you agree with us, let us know too. Um, and if you frankly don't care, uh, that's okay too. Uh, but this is my... Uh, my take on what's going on right now and everything. So without a script, without anything of anything, we're just going to go right into it and everything. So currently, we are on June 16th. Uh, A lot of things have transpired in the world. I want to say over the last few weeks, um, in addition to a pandemic that's going on, we have a whole lot of different other things going on in the world. Um, There's another notification of stuff going on in the world again, but... We have a pandemic going on. We have, um, you know, things going on and everything in the world and everything that allude to racism and that, you know, show us that racism is still very prevalent in this world. Um, There's protesting going on. There's the BLM movements. There's, um, you know, just a myriad of different things going on in the world right now. And we felt it was was time for us to uh, kind of talk about this and everything. And so... I mean, the pandemic is still going on. That's that's no secret. That's not going to change. Um, and it doesn't look like anytime soon. The, the world is reopening. Texas is reopening. Uh, a lot of different things that are happening in the world. And, I mean, I think that it, it boils down to one thing. And, and this will kind of be the overlying message, at least for me. Um, and my personal thoughts and everything is that we all need to do our part to make this world a better place. Um, i.e. the pandemic. Yes, it's something of a serious situation. Yes, it's something that can't easily be controlled, but it's something that we can each manage our own peace and everything. So if we're all careful, if we have to go on and on about our days and 
you know, go out grocery shopping, go out, get something, anything that you need for your family or what have you, you know, cover your face, you know, protect yourselves, you know, wash your hands, do everything that you can within your power to minimize risk. If you have to, or if you choose to get together with family, friends, relatives, things like that, I think be careful. Um, you're only as safe as, you know, as your most unsafe person or anything. So if, if all of you guys are taking care of each other and all of you guys are managing what you do and where you're at, how you do it, where you do it, you know, and, and who you're with, then, then that just makes it all the better and everything for you. So as we've been hearing, you know, cases and everything rise and different areas and everything, and yes, that correlates with things reopening and more and more people interacting with one another and everything, but it's also about being safe. So yes, we, you know, we should focus on reopening to a certain extent and everything, right? It is necessary, but at the same time, we can also be careful with how we do it and everything, and we can, we can take charge of what we can control and everything and so something that i was told a long time ago was the the three foot circle and everything a three foot radius around you and everything like focus on the things that are around you and if you can control those things that are within your circle then control that anything that's beyond that you can't control and so don't fret about it don't you know cry about it or anything like that. or maybe you cry about it but you know in essence don't let that deter you from controlling what you can control and that's within the three foot circle and everything all around you and everything whatever's in front of you and everything so basically to the length of your arms and if you're a taller dude then you know props to you and you got a bigger reach you know you can control a little bit more and everything but the second that somebody what somebody else does is affecting your family then that's when you should definitely speak up and that's when you should definitely you know uh realize right that that that's not something that's okay and that's not something that you would tolerate and that's totally acceptable and everything, right? And <clears throat> kind of leading into that and everything, I think that's what's going on in the world with a lot of these protests and a lot of these riots and everything. People are standing up for something that they believe in. Um, mixed into that is some individuals who may not be standing up for something that they believe in, but they're using it as a scapegoat, if you will, to do other things and everything that they, that they feel need to be done right now or that they feel that they want to do right now because they're frustrated with the current situation, with the economic situation, um, the looting and the rioting. I don't stand by that. I'm all for protesting and trying to get your point across and uh, being able to inspire change or incite change and everything right in, to a certain extent. But by doing these other drastic measures, I don't stand by it. I don't think that that's necessarily the, the appropriate way to handle things. I understand the, their point to a certain extent and anything. I can kind of see both sides, uh, but I still don't find it, you know, the best way to, to, to make the point come across, uh, for lack of a better word and anything. It's, it's just, it just seems counterproductive to what you're trying to do. You're trying to create change and in doing so you're affecting somebody else. So I think that you can say and, and do certain things, but as soon as you start to impede on somebody else's freedoms, as soon as you start to impede on somebody else's livelihood, then you've gone too far at that point. And that's, that's just my firm belief. Um, you know, I'm nobody in anything. Josh and I have, have openly said this and everything. We have PhDs in bro science. Neither of us have degrees in political science. Neither of us have degrees in sociology or cultural arts or anything of that nature. Um, we speak from our experience. We speak from our heart. Everything like that. Everything right. Josh believes whatever he believes. I believe whatever I believe. Um, but I think as a human, we can do better. Uh, and that, that's kind of my stance and everything. So if you are wondering if there's something that you can do, if there's something that you should do, I think that you should follow your heart. 
and do what, what's in your heart. And if you feel that if you being a better person by you uh, doing something that can directly help out somebody else, maybe making the day for somebody else, you know that somebody in your neighborhood is having a difficult time right now and you buy them groceries, you pay for their lunch one day, whatever little small thing that you can do. Uh, because there's small things that we do that actually cause a ripple effect in the world. And whether you believe it in it or not, um, it, it's something that's been proven and, and tried and proven and anything day in and day out. And anything, right? The little things that you do make something bigger and anything because you never know whose day you're going to brighten. Even something is just as simple as a smile. A smile really doesn't cost you anything monetarily. It may cause you some, you know, some of your emotions, especially if you're an introvert and it causes you, you know, it drains some of your energy, then okay, it drains some of your energy, but if you're willing and able to, then, then do something small for somebody else. You have no idea how much that can impact somebody, and you have no idea how much that can change somebody's outlook or somebody's uh, belief and everything for that day, which, which can inherently, you know, change the scope of, you know, their week, their month, their year, um, just by a small act and everything that you did. So definitely look at those different things. Think about those different things as you go on about your day. Um, if you're working right now, continue to work and continue to do your part and everything and do the best that you can. If you're not working right now, be patient. I'm sure that something's going to open up for you soon. Um, and if you're currently looking for something else different, you know, keep, keep plugging at it, uh, keep going away at it and everything. Be the hardest person, you know, be the hardest, uh, be the person working the hardest in the room. In other words, do your best, do everything that you can within your power, within good reason, um, that you're able to so that that way you can continue to better off the world and everything so as I was mentioning there's a whole lot of craziness going on in the world and I think that you know as a whole we just need to figure out a best way to you know coexist and, and work together and everything for a positive outlook for a positive change and so I think Nelson Mandela said it best you know be the change you wish to see in the world so a lot of times when I complain about something or when I look at something and I'm like man this could be better that could be better this could be you know different then I look to see, okay, well, what, you know, let me put my money where my mouth is and let me see what I can do um, specifically, right, to be able to change that and everything. And so if there's something that I can do, then I'll definitely work on that and everything. And if there's something that I can't do, then, you know, then obviously then I have to look to something else to try to help inspire change or try to, you know, incite that change that I wish to see. But the more and more we, we continue to go against each other, the less and less, you know, humane we become and the more and more conflict we, we create in the world. And again, these are my personal beliefs. These are my personal opinions. If you disagree, let's talk about it. Uh, one of the biggest things that I've been joking about and anything for probably the past betterment of like the last two years, three years now and anything uh, with, with a lot of my friends and everything. And we've even joked that we're going to make t-shirts about it is that, you know, the word civil, you know, right? The words on a t-shirt says civil discourse is dead. Because um, I think that's the problem sometimes is people aren't willing to talk. People aren't willing to listen to each other. And I'm guilty of it too. I'll be the first to admit it and anything. Sometimes somebody says something I don't want to hear or I, there's an argument going on and I'm not willing to listen to the other person or I think that I've already got it um, from a simple thing that they said and anything. I feel like I understand their point of view or, or their uh, their angle that they're coming in from and I, I rather really, you know, seek to just jump out and everything right and answer back. And I mean, we just need to take the time to listen to each other. You never know. Um, there's a well-known author, uh, Randy, pa Randy Pouch, and yeah, he wrote a book, and he was a interesting professor from Carnegie Mellon University. He has a great story. I'll talk about it another day, but he has a great story uh, 
from a friend of his and anything that a uh, personal mentor of his and anything that would say that there's good in everybody. You just have to look hard enough. And every now and then people will surprise you. So if you have that person in your life or around you in your workplace and, you know, wherever it may be, anything, maybe it's a family member, uh, somebody that you you're around and you feel like they just, you know, there's no good in that person or you just can't get along with that person because you can't find anything in common. I challenge you to continue looking and to continue waiting and being patient for it because given the opportunity, people will surprise you. And I'm one that can attest for that as well, too, and everything. And so that book has taught me so many lessons of life uh, for my family as well, too. My wife is a big fan of that book as well. Um, there's a lecture on, I mean, the, the lecture is live on YouTube and everything. If you ever want to check it out, uh, look it up and everything. Randy Pouch, the last lecture. Um, very, very inspiring man. He's, he's a teacher at heart and one of those that can really definitely, uh, you know, challenge you to see the world in a different way. And maybe even inspire you in that way. And that's that's kind of the way that I look at things now and everything. Is that you have to be able to see the good in other people. And even though, yes, a lot of the things that are going on in the world right now and everything, I don't agree with. I can understand. Because if you kind of think about what they've gone through or what they may have gone through, right? Yeah, you know, you can definitely see how things can happen. And how things can affect, you know, other things. And, you know, that, that kind of results into whatever whatever happens, happens. But... There's, there's so many different things going on in the world, and while I don't agree with, you know, some of the other negative aspects of, of the protests and the marches and the, the demonstrations, things like that, I don't agree with that or anything. I also have to say that um, I do stand behind uh, police officers and law enforcement officers, you know, or anything. I'm a big advocate for veterans. I'm not a veteran myself. I've got family members who've been veterans, excuse me, in the past, and I've got family members who you know, are, are still alive and everything today, anything who are veterans and served. And I've got some really close friends and everything that served, that served in Vietnam. And I've got, you know, some family members that have served in some of their previous wars and some of the previous, um, you know, battles, things like that and everything. And so, I mean, I've always been around, uh, veterans all my life and everything. And even in higher education, working in higher education, I've always enjoyed working with veterans because I think they bring a different aspect to higher education. Um, and I'm honored to just be able to help them out and everything along the way. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was part of a of a parade and everything where some veteran students from a from a local university were able to come by and pick up their regalia that they would have gotten at the at the actual graduation or commencement ceremony, if you want anything, because in higher ed we call it commencement. So they got to come by and pick up their regalia that they would have used. And this institution actually uses. Uh, the stoles that they wear and anything on top of their gown and anything and they actually have a slit on it where it actually has the uh, fatigues that they would normally wear and anything in the military so of course for the army they have their camo for the navy they have their print um, you know for marines everybody has their own individual uh, slit on this stole and everything so even though it's unique to the university it also brings about the identification of the branch of the military in which they serve I think that's a great thing I think that you know as Somebody who is a big advocate for veteran students, that's that's really cool and that's really neat. And I got to be part of it and everything. And they had kind of like a parade for them, things like that and everything. And so I, I was fortunate enough to be out there um, celebrating with them. And, you know, we were in our vehicles because, of course, trying to follow a lot of the safety guidelines and being, you know, as, as cautious as we can, things like that and everything. And so, you know, I, I, I honked my horn as hard as I could and I, you know, it was it was a glorious moment, I think, to be able to see these individuals who, 
you know, made a choice in their life, decided to do something for the betterment of the country and do their part and everything to serve and to help and everything and inspire change in the world. And now they're coming across and everything because they have finished off a higher education degree and everything, whether that's a bachelor's or master's or doctoral. There was a few students that, you know, had, were receiving their master's degree and everything like that. So that was something that was interesting. You know, they were challenged in different ways that I'll never, ever face because I'm just not cut out for the military. Um, maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm a big advocate for them because I know I couldn't do it. I don't know. But I was part of it and it was interesting and it was a great experience being out there with them. Um, so just to give you an extent and everything of my background and where I come from and everything. So I've always been a big supporter, a big advocate for veteran students. I've always been a big advocate for law enforcement officers, uh, in a sense, right. To use the word I'm privileged in the sense that I'm not one of the, I'm not in a position where if I'm pulled over by a police officer, my biggest worry is whether or not I'm going to get a ticket and whether or not I'm going to get in trouble for something. I'm a state employee as we've stayed on here, as we've stated on here before, and my biggest worry is always if I get a ticket, is it going to count against my license? Is it going to count? Because that's, that's where I need to be. I need to have a valid driver's license in order to be able to conduct my job. My job is to go and visit high schools and visit students and travel from you know city to city and school to school. And I need a valid driver's license to do that. And if I accidentally or inadvertently do something to you know, affect that, then that's that's a that's messing with my livelihood right there and so that's always my biggest worry. I'm in a position where I don't have to worry about whether or not this officer has a predisposition bias against me, and I do believe that that does exist in this world. We've seen it again. I don't believe that every single officer is like that, uh, by no means at all. Uh, there's different individuals, just like there's individuals in this world and anything who are not even law enforcement officers who are racist and who have a certain predisposition to a certain culture, race, religion. Um, things of that nature, and I'm one of those and anything that I don't care if you're black, white, green, purple, blue, uh, gay, straight, you know, anything, whatever you are and anything, right? If I get along with you, I get along with you. If I don't get along with you, it's not because you are a certain way. It's because I just don't get along with you. Either A, I don't believe in the things that you believe in and I can't find common ground, or B, I'm just not gelling with you whatsoever. And I mean, there's individuals like that too. I think they may be a great person. I can find some good in them, but we'll never be friends. And vice versa, I can find great people out there anything who I can be friends with, and we are completely the opposites. So it's just it's just the nature of the beast. It's it's either you are or you aren't with me and anything. It doesn't matter what you are. It doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter what you don't wear. Um, if I get along with you, I get along with you and anything. And so I've I've I consider myself a pretty eclectic in the in the circles that I run in and the friends that I keep, and of course those that you know I've known forever and, and continue to uh, be with me and and are friends with me and things like that. And then yeah, you know you develop closer bonds and closer relationships with, but that has nothing to do with their color of their skin or their belief systems or anything like that. It's just I've just known them longer. They know me longer. We've been hanging out together more. We've gotten to know each other more. We've been there for each other when we needed each other. That's really the extent of it. Um, but I realize that cer certain individuals in this world don't have that that privilege of being able to, you know, not have to live in fear, in essence, you know, anything from, from law enforcement officers. And I think that's a valid thing that, that, that happens in this world, and I don't agree with it. Uh, but again to the point I was making earlier, not every law enforcement officer is like that. So do I think that, you know, police officers are completely at fault for it? No, I don't think that police officers are completely at fault for it. I think that, you know, that falls on the blame of the individuals who 
you know, actually do those different things and believe those different things and commit those different acts against individuals, you know, for whatever reason and anything, whether it's because they get to wear a badge and the other individuals don't or whether because they put on a badge and they feel some sense of empowerment. I don't know. I can only speculate. Uh, But, I mean, one thing that I've learned in the few years that I've been alive is that speculation really gets you nowhere. It's just your own thoughts, your own your own predispositioned judgments, but at the end of the day, it's it's really just that, it's a speculation. Speculation doesn't really give you uh, a, tr- a, true, a true representation, so speculation doesn't equal a true representation, if you will. It's just that, it's just your speculation, it's just your point of view, it's just your opinion, um, and we all have them. And I'm sure we've all had the age-old adage. I mean, we all heard the age-old adage with opinions, right? It's just like assholes. Everybody has one. Yeah, you know, everybody has an opinion. But that's why I say I don't think that it's every police officer. Not every police officer is bad. Not every police officer is good. I get it. You know, they're just like people. Just like you and me. But at the same time, we also have to remember they are also people just like you and me. And they chose to do something, a position that, you know, you and I couldn't do if we're not police officers or anything, right? Or maybe you chose not to do it, and and that's good, right? You had a choice. That's the point of it. They chose to do it, or they they saw the necessity to do it. They saw the need to do it. That's just kind of the way that that their cards were dealt, or it's maybe the way that they hand that they chose to play, you know. But I don't think that all of them are bad. I don't I don't think that one the act of one person or or a few individuals represents all of us. Um, much like if, you know, somebody of your race or color of religion or anything does something, does something negative, it doesn't mean that you're bad just because you're of the same religion, color, creed, sexual orientation. It just means that that particular individual chose to do something that was not appropriate or was not legal or was not anything. Right. And so it's, it's the same logic. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of different arguments. I've seen a lot of different things. I've seen a lot of negative things against police officers and I've also seen some good stuff and everything. I saw one sheriff and everything. I want to say it was out of Michigan, but I'm not too sure. Um, who actually, you know, with with his whole team and everything that he had out there, they put down all of their riot gear and they marched with the individuals and everything. They said, you know, we want to be here with you. We want to be out here with you guys and, you know, make a change. You know, inspire a change in the world. Do something uh, positive. And the individual started chanting, you know, march with us. And they marched with them. And, and that was their way of taking that on, embracing that change and trying to, you know, incite change, but in a positive way and in a, you know, in a healthy way, if you will, if, for lack of a better word or anything, in a healthy way or anything. You're not trying to inspire change by going against somebody else or by affecting somebody else's livelihood, but just rather by, you know, creating a march, creating a a journey and everything, right, for somebody to come along with you, right, and and be able to see eye to eye with you and just talk. I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, how, you know, we, we don't we don't always talk. We don't always listen to each other. Um, and I think that's what we need to do in this world is we need to be able to just communicate with one another. It doesn't matter if you wear red, if it doesn't matter if you wear blue. It doesn't matter if you think a certain way or if you think a different way. Let's just talk to each other. Let's see what we can do together or anything for the betterment of humanity. Uh, last time we were talking about UFOs and why they would want to come down and talk to us and, and see about us and everything. And I, I joked with Josh, you know, like, why wouldn't they? You know, we're we're a crazy bunch, you know, and I think we're some interesting individuals that go through life and do things a certain way. And maybe they do things completely different or maybe they don't see why we do things a certain way. And that's why they'd like to come talk to us. I don't know. 
I, I don't know. And but we felt that this was necessary for us to come in here and address it. And again, if you if you want to have a deeper conversation, we'd love to talk to you about it. Excuse me as I sip my brew. It's a coffee brew for today for this uh, for this particular episode. Anything I'm sipping on some uh, just black from Black Rifle Coffee Company. Shout out to them, always keeping me hydrated and always keeping me uh, energized throughout the day. But it's definitely something in this world that it's disheartening when when you see the different things going on in the media and the rhetoric that's being portrayed one way and the rhetoric being portrayed the other way. And sometimes it's just so much easier to just not look at anything at all. You know, and I think don't look at anything at all. Just continue about your day. And maybe you consider that like, oh, you're living it blindly now. You're not looking at anything else that's going on or anything as long as it doesn't affect you. And sometimes you just need that emotional dis, you know, that, that disengagement and anything, right? Disengage from everything else. Focus on you and your family. Focus on your your own personal aspirations, your own goals, your own things. Because everything else in the world, if you continue to, excuse me, look at everything. It's craziness in the world right now. It's crazy times. I think that the world would be a better place if we would all listen to each other, if we would all respect each other and love on one another and love each other and just take care of each other. Uh, be positive. Be proactive within your community. Do small things. Like I mentioned earlier, do small things for somebody else. Uh, do something positive for somebody else and anything. You never know the impact that you can do. If the only thing you can afford is a smile, uh, for somebody do that if that's too much for you then just don't do anything bad to anybody else you know keep keep your distance away from other people anything especially with this pandemic going on keep your distance from people um, as the world continues to reopen as we see more and more things opening up uh, sports uh, MLB draft just happened um, yes it was a reduced draft and everything much to Josh's disdain I'm sure uh, Josh is a huge MLB fan as you guys know um, I don't know too much about baseball and anything, but I think that, yeah, you know, like you, you would want to have sports. You would want to have these different things available for individuals because it's an outlet, right? It's something that we use to, you know, just continue to, to move on about our days and just something that we look forward to, you know, on, on a week, on a week basis or on a weekend basis and anything, right? Something to hang out and something to enjoy that's different than the norm and anything, whether you're in reality TV or you just want to watch a sports game, whatever it may be, right? It's just something of a distraction mentally um, to kind of just get you through the days, right? And everything, and, and they're great outlets. But, you know, as, as we continue to develop things and as we continue to evolve and move on through this, current situation that we're in I, I just implore you guys and everything if you're listening to this and if you listen to us week in and week out continue to be continue to be positive continue to be that positive ray of sunshine for somebody as cliche as that may sound and, and you may you know laugh at me for saying that or you may criticize me for saying that or you may be applaud you maybe you applaud me for saying that I don't know but it's coming from the heart and that's something that I've always uh, harped on and preached and everything to anybody that I talk to and everything is that if I'm if I'm talking to you and and I really start talking to you um, like we've been able to do anything with this podcast anything with the Triple B uh, podcast you know if, if we're talking to you and everything it's because it's coming from us and everything and yes we love to come together and just talk shit and just talk randomness and, and laugh and have a good time and maybe even have maybe even share a drink or two and everything a bottle of water a coke whatever and everything right but you know, I think if you're listening to this and anything, then continue to be that ray of hope for somebody. 
whether that's for your own family or whether you choose to, you know, take that a little bit further and do something, some good for somebody else, you know, and anything. Extend that hand uh, when you can or anything. Extend the hand from six feet away, if you will, uh, because we want to be safe. But continue to do something positive for somebody else. There's so much craziness going on in the world right now with every single person that I talk to. Um, and I mean, really talk to them. I mean, if I'm at a gas station and somebody just is like, Hey, what's up? You know, I think I still say, Hey, what's up? And I think, right. Hopefully they can hear me through my mask. Most of the time they still can. Cause I mean, when I'm speaking regularly and anything, I'm, I'm usually pretty loud unless for some reason, you know, I'm not, but you know, as, as you continue to move on about, you know, continue to try to do something good for somebody else and continue to listen to other people. Uh, because you don't know their background, you don't know their history, you don't know what kind of troubles uh, they've been through, what kind of things that they've worked through. Um, so their perception of life may be different than yours. And maybe you've had a pretty rough rough go throughout the whole way through and, and you feel that you've had it worse than they have, but you never know, right? We don't know everybody's demons, we don't know everybody's skeletons in their closets. Uh, we don't know any of that. So continue to go through life the best way that you can, whatever that may mean for you. Um, if that means that on the weekend you, you know, engage in, in whatever you engage in or anything, right, to, to make yourself feel better, do it, do it carefully, do it responsibly, take care of yourself. Um, the last thing I would want is for one of our listeners to not be here in this world anymore. We, we want you guys to continue to be here, not because you're a listener, but because you're a human being, you're part of this world and we want you to be part of this world. Um, so there's a whole lot of craziness going on in the world right now. And we just, we just need to be able to do our part. Each one of us do our part to be able to continue to, to move forward and to continue to work together. Uh, and we're, we're going to beat this. We're, we're going to get through it and everything. As, as you know, somebody said it the other day and everything, we're definitely living through history right now. And, I mean, it's something that could be said for any given day of the week, any given day of the year. But definitely when you look around the world and you see everything that's going on in this world, anything from a pandemic to murder hornets to... Um, you know, just anything, anything in the world that you're seeing right now, you know, it, it's definitely a a crazy time in the world. But we can make it a little bit better if we just continue to remember to be nice to each other, to be good to each other, to try to protect one another and everything in the best way we can. And if the only way that you can protect other people is by wearing a simple mask or by staying away from people or by only getting you know, the things that you need and everything from the store and not overbuying, not, you know, overcrowding your own pantry because you want to um, feel safe that you've got everything that you need and somebody else doesn't, you know, anything. Let's be mindful of each other. Let's let's be nice to each other. Uh, I think I, I think I've said enough here. Um, so we'll definitely look forward to next week uh, when we can come together with you guys again. Hopefully Josh and I will be back again on our usual on our usual time and our usual time uh, channel and everything, all that good stuff. But yeah, continue to work together. We'll see you guys soon. Uh, as always, right. Cheers to you guys. We, we love you guys. Every one of y'all continue to be good to each other and continue to take care of each other. Uh, love one another, uh, you know, care for each other, love one another and laugh even harder uh, together and anything. And if, if you're out and about and anything and you can, you can extend a hand to somebody else and anything, give somebody else a beer, give somebody else a beer, bottle of water, a soda, whatever you got and anything, right? It's, it's only going to be for the betterment of everybody. So please take care of each other. Take one of take care of one another, take care of yourselves first and foremost. You can't help others if you don't help yourself. So take care of yourself. Um, 
Shout out to all of you guys who are listening to this and everything. It's a different format this week. Uh, we will back, be back together again soon. There's nothing wrong with Josh and I. We are not mad at each other or anything like that. Anything. Josh is very busy with school and work. I'm very busy with work and a couple of other projects that I got going on that I'm excited to talk to you guys about here real soon. Um, there'll be a different, there'll be a little bit of a change and everything on my side, uh, or at least some things that I'll, I'll release to you guys, but, uh, continue to stay with us. We love you guys. Uh, be good to each other. Be good to be good to yourselves and cheers guys. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye people.